0: Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. Hello, my name is Precious Rose Dunlap, and this is my mother, Michelle Timlake-Roll, founder of Marjorie's Food Jerky Incorporated. We would at this time like to thank our new customers as well as our repeating customers for your business. For every $1 million orders that we receive, our company is giving $2 million away to the bottom of 400 of our paid customers. You see... That's the way we roll! So come place an order at www.Marjorie'sBeatJerky.com That's www.Marjorie'sBeatJerky.com Marjorie's Beef Jerky is the best tasting beef jerky on this planet! Marjorie'sBeatJerky.com Yeah, that's right, cause that's the way we roll! the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Thursday, September 16th. I'm Donald Ware. On today's podcast, we're going to take a look at the HBCU National Game of the Week taking place tonight as Bethune-Cookman is hosting Alabama A&M. The game is going to be shown live on ESPNU. I'm excited about this football game tonight for a couple of different Reasons: A, Bethune-Cookman makes its debut in the SWAC. Okay, we've got an early season, right? This is week three. We've got an early season SWAC Eastern Division matchup, just like we had in week one between Jackson State and Florida A&M. So I'm excited about that. It's going to be an early test for both of these teams to see uh, who can remain in first place in the SWAC's Eastern Division along with Jackson State. When I look at Bethune Cookman, Bethune Cookman has played up in both of its games. It's lost both of its games. First game of the season to uh, UTEP, thirty-eight to twenty-eight. A game in which really the Wildcats were playing well. And and again, you're playing up, right, to be able to be within ten points. You're talking about a program that has many more. Well, in theory, anyway has many more scholarships than you. And generally what happens with the smaller schools, HBCUs, I mean, you can stay with them for, stay with bigger schools, generally speaking. Of course, you're going to have the victories, right? But generally speaking, you'll stay with the schools for a certain amount of time. And then that depth starts to wear on you. That time in the game, second half, starts to wear on you. And of course, the Wildcats also played UCF. This past Saturday falling in that game sixty-three to fourteen. I mean, you look at that score and you say, Okay, boy, that's a that's a big score. But it, it, it was a closer game at the time. And at, at at one time, right when the Wildcats had an opportunity. They had opportunities against both of these teams, but mistakes, and as a matter of fact, interceptions specifically as the Wildcats were driving with the game still close is, in essence, uh, well, I can't really say it's what caused the Wildcats to lose, but it would have been a different game. I think it would have been a different game in both of these scenarios. Um, I think when you look at what quarterback Patrick Shannon uh, has been able to do, and remember Patrick Shannon uh, is the transfer from Arkansas Pine Bluff. He's done some good things this year, uh, no doubt about it. He's got four touchdowns on the season. He's throwing the football well, unfortunately, for the Wildcats. Bethune-Cookman was not able uh, at all, really, to run the football against UCF, so they had to rely on uh, on Patrick, uh, right, uh, where uh, Patrick Shannon, uh, that is, where uh, Shannon was able to throw for 238 yards, and Bethune-Cookman, as a whole was able to throw for uh, 255 yards so they really needed that passing attack against a very very tough and again UCF you know we we, we can talk about group of 5 i mean UCF plays in that AAC and i mean they the i mean UCF is is just uh is just very good but when i look at when i look at him at the quarterback he's completed 60% of his passes four touchdowns he's got Two interceptions on the season, okay, and the two interceptions um, were big because again they were those were interceptions in which UCF was was I mean excuse me where Bethune Cookman uh, right was really looking to either either tie bring the the, the score a little bit closer et cetera et cetera. And uh, they they got those interceptions. So I think if Shannon Patrick cuts down, you know, on the turnovers, and I'm not just trying to point him out specifically. I just think those were two crucial times in the respective games in which those happen that had that not happened. And I don't, I don't know. Like, <clears throat> I, I didn't see either game. A lot of times you can't just put an interception on the quarterback. So that's my point. It, it You know, it, it, it may have been a team thing uh, in, in that situation. But. The bottom line is that the Wildcats have to cut down on the turnovers. I think the Wildcats also need to be able to put a little bit more pressure on the quarterback. Only three sacks on the season. Got to be able to put some pressure on a quill glass. Got to make a quill glass uncomfortable for Alabama a and I think. Uh, the Bethune Cookman's defense is very solid. I think that's what Bethune Cookman brings over from the MiAC. We can compare the MiAC and the SWAC. I, I don't, you know, I don't think there's any doubt that the, you know, and I don't want to get into comparing the conferences, but when the MiAC had the nine football-playing institutions and the SWAC had ten, the MiAC was better from top to bottom. A lot of that had to do because. Of defense, And I think Bethune-Cookman's defense is really good. It has to be able to get pressure on Aquil Glass. Now, when I look at Alabama a I mean, obviously Alabama A&M is Alabama AM. The Bulldogs are the number one team in HBCU football. They're the number one ranked team in HBCU football. Aquil Glass, outstanding. He's a next level type of quarterback he's showing that he showed that against South Carolina State um you look at the running game right uh also at least against South Carolina at least against uh <clears throat> excuse me South Carolina State Alabama A&M uh, was able to run the football Gary Quarles was extremely effective. So you have a high-powered offense. There's no doubt what Alabama AM and can do from the offensive perspective. Glass has got weapons all over the place. He's got receivers that can catch the ball all over the place, led by Ibrahim. Uh, the, and, and by the way, Brian Jenkins Jr. had a really good game against South Carolina State with 116 yards receiving. The issue with Alabama AM, and however, is the defense. The defense even going back to last spring, the defense has individual good players. Like I look at, you know, when I'm looking at guys, like if I look at, you know, a a Holloway and some of these other guys, like they've uh, they've got, right, good players on the defensive side of the football. The issue is collectively they're not getting it done. I mean, at the end of the day, South Carolina State's a good team where South Carolina State hangs its hat is on the defensive side of the football. Now, they're going to run the football. They're going to get some yards. But Alabama a and had to go to a shootout and had to come back against South Carolina State. Now, they have the, the, the Bulldogs have the offense to be able to come back. But you don't want to get in a situation like that where you're having to come back um, uh, uh, against a South Carolina State de- team who is – solid offensively, but are they 41 points solid offensively? Not, I don't think so, especially from, you know, what I saw in the spring. It's a team that hangs its hat, to, hat on defense, and it's a team that generally uh, has hung its hat on defense. So Al, I, I think Alabama AM and in this game is prime to be upset. Uh, I think that, uh, again, this is, you, you, you know, when you're talking about Bethune-Cookman, I mean, yeah, they're in the SWAC, but you're still, in essence, talking about a MEAC team. Hasn't played a SWAC game yet. Defense is key. Again, quarterback turn uh, cut down on the turnovers, particularly at uh, the most inopportune times. I really think there's some opportunities here for Bethune-Cookman to score some points. Um, I think there are some opportunities. Now, is that defense going to be able to stop Alabama A&M? Probably not. Can it slow it down? Especially if it's not getting pressure on the quarterback. Got to you know three sacks through two games. You got to get pressure on a Quill cool Glass. Like you got to make him uncomfortable. You got to be able to stop the run. uh But I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's it's going to be an exciting, high-scoring game. And I am going to go with the upset in this game. I am going to go with Bethune-Cookman at home defeating Alabama A&M tonight. That is my prediction. I am going with the upset. Uh, Alabama A&M has been on an absolute roll, no question about it. Even, you know, if you think about it, going back to the 2019 season, undefeated in the spring and 1-0 so far. I mean, does that layoff for Alabama AM. and you, you play one week, then you're off. You know, I mean, generally you'll play a couple of games, to at least two, at least three games maybe, then you have a bye, then you're into the meat of the schedule, right? They play a game, shootout against South Carolina State. I don't know, it may be good because now they can correct some things on the defensive side of the football before they have to play a tough Bethune-Cookman team. So I'm not sure if that comes into play, for Alabama a and I just feel like Alabama A&M is primed to be upset, and I think it will be Bethune-Cookman tonight. Your thoughts? Hit me up via Twitter at BoxToRow, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W. I'm actually going to be out tomorrow, so no HBCU Football Daily Podcast on tomorrow. Make note of that. Maybe you can, uh, even tomorrow, maybe it's some podcasts that you've missed. Uh, this is our, what, fifth year? With the podcast, you can go back and listen to any of our podcasts, even going back to 2017, maybe see how some of, some teams have progressed uh, in five years. But again, off or out tomorrow, we'll be back with the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. On Monday, on the weekend edition of Box to Row can be heard on a radio station near you. Just log on to our website. If you're already on there, uh, you can click, uh, which is BoxToRow.com. You can click on the affiliates link to find a, a station in your area that carries the program. You can also listen Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on ESPNU Radio on Sirius XM. Listen to the program. We're going to have Arkansas Pine Bluff head football coach Doc Gamble on the program. Also, from an FCS perspective, Jacksonville State comes up with a big win over Florida State. John Gross, the head football coach at Jacksonville State, also going to join us on the weekend edition of Box to Row. Want you guys to enjoy the game tonight. Want you to have a great Friday, a great weekend and I'll talk with you on Monday. Box2row.com box is the website for all of your HBCU sports needs. From the game of the week feature to interviews, to the latest news in the world of HBCU sports. box to row.com has rowcom as you covered. Mr. a week of From the Press Box to Press Row? box to rowcom has all the archive shows. Don't forget to check out the All American teams and weekly media coaches' polls. From the Press Box to Press Row. And box to rowcom Your HBCU. You, sports leader.